welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast for episode three. Here we are. Uh, on today's show, we'll be looking at numbers galore, just some of the ridiculous numbers that players are putting up so far this season. We'll have a quick look at OKC and if they're truly the whipping boys everyone thinks they'll be. And we'll also go some other quick notes and points, including um, my early early MVP picks. Seems a little ridiculous to do it at this stage, but there's already a few players who are really standing out. Alrighty, let's let's get into it. So, uh, as I touched on, some of the numbers that you know the players are putting up already this season are just astronomical. In Kyrie Irving's debut game for Brooklyn, in their overtime loss to the Timberwolves, he put up 50 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. He went 17 of 33 from the field and 7 of 14 from deep. But, yeah, it's probably the case with a lot of a lot of these stats, the ridiculous numbers. It is a lot of hero ball. It's awesome when it comes off, but when it doesn't, as was the case for the Nets, it's, it's not ideal. Irving did have a shot to win the game in overtime. Again, it was hero ball doing it all himself, and it didn't come off this time it kind of for me it's a little early indication of how I think the net season will go it will be the Irving show especially with Durant out he will be responsible for carrying this team and I'm sure this won't be the first or the last time that he puts up outrageous numbers but do these numbers translate to wins I'm not sure yet a phenomenally gifted player but I think he's just got to... And it'll come as he progresses with this new team. His awareness will develop and just his trust in teammates. So I'm hoping that you know, the Nets have huge potential, but if it is the Kyrie Irving show, I just think they'll fall, fall a little bit short of everyone's predictions. Uh, the next crazy... Stat line that was put up was by Andre Drummond. He went for 32 points, 23 rebounds, 3 steals and 4 blocks. And 12 of 18 from the field. Again, he, without Blake Griffin there at the moment, he's responsible for carrying a lot of the burden for the Pistons. My opinion is that for him it's a contract year. And with that, I think he'll really try and dominate the early part of the season and have teams you know, interested in, in him come free agency. The better he plays, the more money he's going to get, so it's kind of pivotal that he does start the season well, especially given how, how weak the free agency class is next season. But 23 rebounds, he was, he was doing bits on the boards the other night, so... Yeah, certainly keep an eye out on him as the season progresses, especially in this early stage. Uh, we also had Giannis, the reigning MVP, put up the first triple-double for the season, going for 30 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, and 11 of 17 from the field. It's certainly a good start for him, starting the season the way he finished it last year, just dominating all comers. Pretty, pretty ominous sign for, for the rest of the comp- competition, should I say. Uh, but yeah, I, I think for him, 
it's not it's not so much about these stats and the MVP. He's got that accolade now, so good for him. But I think now it's full steam ahead for a, a, a title push. Whether it'll come or not, I'm not sure this year. I don't think the Bucks are... I don't think they're quite the force they were last year. I think losing Brogdon has hurt their chances. Um, picking up Wes, Wes Matthews was a good addition. But I just from the early stages I've seen of the Bucks, I don't think think that they will quite live up to the hype this year. Trey Young as well, in his opening game, was phenomenal. He put up 38 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, and went 11 of 21 from the field and 6 of 10 from deep. Quite a start for him. He looks to have really taken this Hawks team by the by the reins and looks to be their uh, marquee man, I guess, for a lack of better words. He's certainly the go-to guy and as like last year, year the back half of last year, it's phenomenal in the clutch. Um, certainly expect him to put up big numbers on multiple occasions. I did mention last episode with my predictions they didn't come out quite as I had hoped. I had intended to give quite a big spill on each team. As I mentioned, due to technical issues, it didn't eventuate. But, yeah, one of the things I mentioned about the Hawks was that I, I feel a lot of their, their games are just going to be track mates. Um, I see them regularly putting up 130 points. I don't think there'll be a lot of defense. And with this, you know, these high scores, I anticipate that a lot of the points will, will come from Trey Young. So, yeah, he's uh, doing bits early. Certainly uh, looking looking like the player he was from last season. Uh, as well as these players, we've also seen big numbers put up by Carl Anthony Towns, Luka Doncic, Zach Levine, and Damian Lillard. It just it just seems that you know these these focal points of the team, the star players, they're really looking to uh, carry a lot of the burden for these teams this year. A good and a bad thing, I think, as I touched on with the Kyrie Irving situation. Hero ball is great when it comes off. When it doesn't, it's not so great. Yeah, with the frequency that hero ball's being played this year, it's going to be make or break for a lot of these teams, I think. Teams like Detroit, like Atlanta, who are going to be battling for those probably 7th, 8th seeds. It's crucial that they're able to win games in the clutch. And if results are lost based on hero ball, it's certainly going to hurt them come the end of the season, I feel. Okay, and moving on, we'll we'll touch on OKC. Um, It was kind of predicted early in the season when they lost Paul Paul George and Russell Westbrook that their season would be, yeah, be pretty poor. OKC fans weren't given much to cheer about but they did pick up Chris Paul they did pick up Danilo Gallinari uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander so they they do have quality still in their lineup but with that it wasn't predicted that they'd do so well 
for me though, they, their opening game of the season was against the Jazz. They ended up going down a hundred to ninety-five, but they were they were really impressive. Um, Paul, being the main focal point of the team, really stood up in terms of leadership and just his production. He put up twenty-two points, eight rebounds, three assists. Uh, he put up seven of fifteen from the field and went four of seven from deep. Um, and the the three pointers came at valuable moments. He he kept OKC in the game, and just gave them enough to be able to kind of launch a bit of a push in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be their night. Yeah, still still impressed me. Uh, the other new boys, as I touched on before, Gilgis Alexander, he put up twenty six points. And Gallinari went for 21, so their three new guys put up 69 points. It's pretty pretty handy for your three three starters there. Uh, for me though, the issue was that they didn't get enough scoring from their other other key players. Terence Ferguson put up two points. Dennis Schroeder put up three, and Stephen Adams put up three points as well. So all those blokes played. Pretty pretty decent minutes, and when you've got them going for eight points between them, it's it's certainly not enough. Uh, so for me, OKC, it was a good starting point, but they will need everyone to contribute more evenly, I would think. In saying that, I I think they will surpass most people's expectations. So probably keep an eye out for them. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but they could be in and around with a sniff towards the latter latter stage of the season. And moving on, we'll just head down to our kind of quick notes section. Just little little points I've written down that have stood out for me so far in the opening opening round or two of the season. Uh, the Hornets. Not much to cheer about this year. They lost Kemba Walker, their marquee man, and signed as his replacement Terry Rozier. Pretty, pretty wicked starting point to go off. So, yeah, they weren't given a whole lot to cheer about there. But a bright spark for me so far uh, has been PJ Washington. In his opening game, he put up 27 points. And he went 7 of 11 from 3. Quite impressive start for the young man there. Certainly will get the chance in Charlotte to put up points and get quite a lot of exposure and time given their lack of quality I guess so certainly look forward to seeing how he goes early on uh, the Suns they were really impressive in their opening round win against the Kings winning 124 to 95 uh, what stood out for me though there was the fact that they got contributions from everyone uh, all, all the starters put up points, rebounds, assists, and shared the load equally, which I think is pivotal for a team like this. Devin Booker is and has been the chief scorer for the last few years, but he does need support around him, and it was evident from their first game that yeah they, they he got that, which is was quite startling, and hopefully hopefully can be something that. Uh, Starts to propel them up the standings a little bit. And the the off-season signing of Ricky Rubio hopefully does elevate their ceiling a little bit. I think 
35 wins. If they can clinch that, that would be an absolutely incredible result for them and hopefully something to build on next season. For Phoenix, though, whilst we're on them, they have suffered a a pretty detrimental setback early on. Uh, it was found the other day that DeAndre Ayton has received a 25-game ban for doping, uh, a substance he wasn't aware of, but yeah, has resulted in him receiving the ban. Uh, hopefully for him, it's just a minor, a minor blimp on his season, and he can return to a being the damaging force he was before he received this suspension in the first game and in the latter stages of last season. Uh, the Clippers have started two and two this year, getting wins over the Lakers and most recently, recently over Golden, the Golden State Warriors, winning that game 141 to 122. Again, like the Suns, what stood out for me was the fact that they were able to get contributions from every, everyone. Uh, Lou Williams top scoring in that game, but yeah, the fact that. Kawhi commands so much attention, enables the players around him to get good looks and be able to support him on the off- offensive end. And it's it's quite, uh, quite I guess, intimidating for other teams, given the fact that Paul George is still, still not a, in the lineup. So, yeah, they've they've knocked off two of the more highly fancied teams in the conference uh, already without Paul George. So it'll be quite interesting to see how they go once he slots back in into the lineup. Uh, what else have we got here? So the Lakers got their first win at home the other day over the Jazz, winning 95-86. to They didn't fire on all cylinders in their opening game against the Clippers, but... Yeah, so when LeBron and AD are firing, the Lakers look look incredible. It's great that Danny Green's also contributing. Avery Bradley's doing his bit, earning his minutes. And Troy Daniels, he has been something of a surprise early on in the season. He went 4 of 5 from deep uh, in that game over the Jazz. So hopefully someone else who can contribute effective minutes uh, late in games and yeah add a, add a bit of a spark off the bench so we also had noted down that the Bulls uh, their opening game against the Hornets was a big fizzer in my eyes and many others I think the Bulls were predicted to kind of be in and around the playoff pitcher but yeah it's when you lose to the Hornets it's certainly doesn't bode too well for you, especially come the end of the season if they are battling for that eighth position. You, know, you look back, you look back at their season and see see losses like that to teams that they really should have punished. You know, it can come come back and haunt them. I hope that's not the case. Markinen's been been really impressive so far, but they do need to get a lot more out of Otto Porter. Uh, he's been really poor so far in terms of his efficiency and just his overall presence on the court. So I think for the Bulls to be playoff contending 
they do need him to step up. Markinen and Levine can't do it all by themselves. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully his his game improves as the games continue. Uh, at the start of the episode, I mentioned I'd just run through really quickly my early picks for MVP, just from the opening couple of games. Uh, players I think could be in and around the pitcher at the end of the year. Uh, I've put down Cole Anthony Towns. He has been going absolutely off on the stat sheet so far and will will be expected to carry most of the burden for Minnesota. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is not the player that he was predicted to be, which kind of leaves Carl Anthony Towns as a one-man show, which I don't think he'll mind. He's doing it well so far. He's uh, putting up outrageous numbers and... Yeah, in their opening win over the Nets, he was phenomenal. Uh, I've also written down two names that featured heavily through last year uh, for another title, Rookie of the Year. I've put down Luka Doncic and Trey Young, both of whom are kind of the focal points of their respective teams in Dallas and Atlanta. But they, they too are both going off. Just outrageous numbers being put up and getting wins, which is which is crucial if you want to be in and around the MVP picture. So, yeah, three names early on I've written down. Uh, time will tell if that eventuates. But, yeah, those three names at the minute have stood out to me so far. Okay, and just kind of... I guess summing up, it wasn't a real big episode today. Just quickly recapping a couple of key things I've noticed in the last few days. Um, it has been good to see all the teams now. We're starting to get a picture of what their what their lineups are looking like and what how they're going to play, which is exciting. Just on notes for the podcast, what's happening? Uh, in exciting news, I did buy a microphone for it, so. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm a proper podcaster now, or not. Uh, Also coming up, a new segment to look out for called Hero of the Week. So for this segment, for me, it's going to be on, the criteria is it can be on or off the court. Um, It can be a serious thing, like putting up a huge stat line, or it can be, for example, someone like Marcus Morris getting ejected for doinking someone in a preseason game it's uh kind of open to interpretation but yeah i'll explain a little bit more in the next week or so when that segment uh drops um also just a quick point i do appreciate you guys bearing with me in this whole whole learning process um you know there will be intros intro music and coming in probably Actually, it might be this episode, so, yep, listen to that. And just editing things like that, it's all a pretty new and foreign concept to me, so I do appreciate you guys bearing with it. Uh, Also, just to end, if you guys love what you're hearing, make sure to leave a rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, Five stars really helps, really, really helps. Just getting new listeners on board find the show so that would be unreal 
And as always, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can do so via email at thedailydribble23 at gmail.com or via Instagram at thedailydribble23. And that wraps up another episode of The Daily Dribble. Thank you very much once again, guys, for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, And keep your eyes peeled for the next episode dropping in the next couple of days. Uh, Till next time, guys, take it easy, and I'll talk to you all soon.